Hi, friends. It's Andrea here with another episode of Anti-Diet Revolution. It feels like every day we hear different information on what to eat and what not to eat. There's so much noise out there, it can get really, really confusing. And all of those messages, sometimes they seem to contradict one another. But guess what? It's actually pretty simple. We can make knowing what to eat for ourselves pretty simple. I'll break it down for you today. Welcome to Anti-Diet Revolution, the source for your weekly dose of non-dieting approach to weight loss and improved health. I'm Andrea Heyman, and I've been a registered dietitian for over 25 years specializing in weight management. I've seen countless women struggle in their quest to meet their weight loss and health goals. Over the years, I've learned that traditional diet culture strategies just don't work. I've found the keys to help you feed yourself, lose the weight, and meet your wellness goals without restrictive eating, menu plans, or missing out on your favorite foods. Through a non-diet approach, I'll provide mindset strategies, tips, tricks to achieve your healthiest body, and I'll share the stories, strategies, and successes to get your healthiest self. Interview guests will share their transformations from a traditional diet culture approach to food freedom. I'm on a mission to knock out diet culture and help you achieve the freedom, growth, improved health, and enhanced lifestyle that comes with adapting the anti-diet approach. Let's dive in. When we think about eating, we want to do that in a way that is consistent with the anti-diet approach. And it really is quite simple. I'm going to get into some specifics in a minute, but with traditional dieting and diet culture, that typically dictates what we should and shouldn't be eating. And there's so many different diets out there that they're all promoting a different style of eating. Initially, it seems nice that knowing what to eat is dictated for us. But that really doesn't last and it doesn't set us up for success because that type of restrictive dieting mindset relies on external programs. Those are not sustainable. Those predetermined diet programs don't account for differences in individuals. They don't teach us to understand and trust our body's wisdom because it actually knows when we need to eat and how much it needs to eat. And diets don't take into account how the brain works. And that restriction is really counterproductive and psychologically harmful in many cases. We can have this ideal of where we want to go, how we want to eat, how we want our eating habits to look. But the question is that I get a lot is that, okay, I know where I want to go. But how do I get there when we've been so heavily conditioned in food rules and heavy in that diet program state? That can be a really big jump. Often people feel like they're kind of flailing around, but it is my job to help you bridge that gap. I'm going to give you some nitty gritty tips to follow But if after this episode, you're still kind of confused and need 
a little bit more guidance and someone to walk you through the steps, I can definitely do that. Hop on a discovery call with me. The link will be in the show notes. And nothing makes me happier than to help people get on board and into this process of changing to this anti-diet way of eating. So we can really simplify eating into the six general guidelines that I'm going to give you. But I want to emphasize that these are guidelines. There is no perfect way of eating. There's no perfect way of thinking. And these guidelines, they're not really hard and fast rules. And if we made them into hard and fast rules, then it just becomes one more diet again. So these are guidelines, my friends. There's no such thing as that perfect eating. So here we go. Number one, eat lots of fruits and vegetables. There are a million reasons why fruits and vegetables are healthy for us. They provide countless vitamins and nutrients that are important for various physiologic body processes. They're rich in dietary fiber, which really helps with us to feel full It helps with bowel regularity, and it helps prevent some types of cancers. The beautiful thing about fruits and vegetables is there are literally countless ways to prepare and serve them. So I really suggest getting creative. Try a new vegetable, a new fruit, or a new dish that features them in a different way that you've never tried before. Guideline number two, lean protein sources. Include lean protein sources in your diet regularly at most meals. These sources can come from animal or plant-based sources. So chicken, fish, poultry, eggs, of course, as well as beans, nuts, nut butters, tofu, tempeh. They're all fantastic choices. We suggest limiting processed meats such as bacon or sausage, things like that. Just like we want to limit other processed foods like mostly that we we think of processed foods as like chips or cookies, things like that. But processed meat is no exception. Guideline number three, whole grains. All right. So let me start by saying that a lot of times when you think of grain foods, we think of carbs and the thought that carbs are bad for you. That seems to be like a prevalent message that we get from various diets and diet culture out there. But carbs are not bad for you. They are the body's primary source of energy, and they definitely get a bad rep. But keep in mind that the body has a very different physiologic response to complex and simple carbohydrates. And please note that when I use the term complex carbohydrates here, I'm really talking about those whole grain options, such as sweet potatoes, vegetables, or in this case, I should say whole grains like quinoa or barley or brown rice, things like that. On the other hand, simple carbohydrates are the things like more of like a white cracker, like a a Ritz cracker or a saltine, something like that, white bread, white rice. Those items can cause a spike in blood sugar and kind of result in a blood sugar roller coaster. And when you have that blood sugar in your system, insulin is released. The insulin causes the extra blood sugar to be stored as glycogen in the body. 
And once those stores are full, if you have additional excess sugar available, then it's stored as fat cells. Interestingly, if one continues to overeat and the fat cell storage is full, then additional fat cells will be produced. It's super cool that the body responds in this really, really predictable way. It's just responding to how it should. Nothing's wrong with the body in this case. And so that is a really refreshing perspective. So carbohydrates in general can be scary and they're vilified, but hopefully now that you understand them a little more, they really don't have to be. And we want to include those really nice, healthy, whole grain options in our diet regularly. Guideline number four, include balanced meals. That means that any one meal, you should have multiple food groups included. I'd say you want to have at least three different food groups at each meal. And we want one of those to contain some type of protein source and another we'd want it to have a good source of dietary fiber. As a side note, research shows that this combination of dietary fiber and lean protein is really ideal for lasting weight loss. Like a breakfast example might be eggs with sauteed onions and peppers and maybe a slice of whole grain toast. At dinner, maybe some brown rice with stir-fry tofu and bell peppers. Please remember that having balanced meals doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be super time-consuming. There are ways to do this with minimal meal preparation. Guideline number five, consume regular meals and avoid skipping meals. The body needs to know that you're going to provide it with fuel regularly. Cutting out meals can result in the metabolism sort of rebelling on you by slowing down. This is in response to being confused by the lack of a regular food source. It kind of questions, huh, I don't know when I'm going to be fed again. So I'm going to slow down and hold on to all the body energy stores that I have, which causes that metabolism to really slow down. Additionally, skipping meals leads to feeling over hungry. And when we're over hungry, we tend to overeat and don't make the best food choices. Guideline number six, this is the last one, variety. Variety, you can kind of overlap that with up above when I talked about eating balanced meals and that you want to have a variety of food groups represented at each meal, but also variety, you want variety within each food group. We want that variety so we receive an array of nutrients. For example, with vegetables, Different vegetables provide different vitamins, so ensuring a, that you're eating a variety of different vegetables makes sure that our bodies receive all the nutrients that it needs. I hope these six overarching guidelines are really, really helpful for you, and I hope that you can see that all of these together make a pretty healthy picture that allows for flexibility, differences in preferences, and a philosophy that all foods fit in a healthy diet. This is how we move away from that control and force that's felt with dieting, and we gain more freedom from food. It's with this freedom that we gain peace, confidence, and more joy in our lives. Until next time, take care.
If you like this episode, please rate and leave a review. This is how we get the word out to others so they can be part of the anti-diet revolution. I read every review I receive and use that to push out more episodes that are helping you. Thanks for joining me today. Talk to you next week.